Episode 144 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Now, it's just me this week. I need to let you all in on a health issue I've been dealing with. I've been diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. While it's a bit of a blow, my family and I are approaching it with optimism, hope, sense of humor. I'm going to share my story so far, and I hope to maybe help educate some folks about ALS and raise awareness. But first, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. 100 women attended this week's Mentoring Monday event. It's an annual event that takes place in all 40 of our markets in the American Cities Business Journal Network. There were speakers, panels, mentoring sessions, kind of think of them as speed dating sessions so mentees could connect with our two dozen mentors. Coverage of that event leads our weekly edition. It starts on page 28. Also, another in our series on women who lead. This time it's women who lead on boards of directors, page 11. This week we spend 10 minutes with Ronnie Price. He's the mayor of Andover who spent 30 years in the aerospace manufacturing industry, page 35. This week's list, Coke Industries Companies, page six. Part of our mission is to help you grow your business. So each week we offer business leads, new real estate deals, building permits, bankruptcies, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition and this week it begins on page 34. Back to talk about my journey with ALS after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Well, first of all, I want to tell you a little bit about what is ALS. If you don't know, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is the word for it. It's a motor neuron disease. Think of it this way. My brain or our brains tell our muscles what to do. They do that. They communicate to the muscles through a network of nerves. Well, the, the signal from my brain to my uh, muscles is getting interrupted. Think of it as frayed wiring. And so the muscles are uh, not getting as much of a message as they used to from my brain. And that means they're shutting down. They're saying, well, you must not need me anymore. So they start to atrophy. And uh, ALS is a disease. It's a progressive disease. It progresses differently in uh, everybody uh, who has it. Uh, there are a couple of different ways, uh, a couple of, d of different types of ALS. There's one that I have is lower motor neuron disease, and it affects my arms, legs, hands, my trunk, things like that. There's also one called bulbar. The other type is bulbar. And so that first impacts your ability to speak and uh, saliva. And then it spreads from there. Uh, it is all ALS. Uh, there is no way to really tell. There's no genetic marker for ALS. And so uh, it's a matter of uh, trying to figure out, uh, you pare it down from other things. You check for MS, you check for other things, and then you come to an, an ALS diagnosis. 
it all started with me back in January, uh, January of 2019. Uh, it, my, I noticed some weakness in my hands. For example, I would try to clip my fingernails and I couldn't, I didn't have enough strength in my hand to actually clip the fingernail to use the, the fingernail clipper. Uh, and so I thought that was odd, uh, but probably go away. Well, it didn't go away, and I had some weak, I had some weakness in my arms and legs. Uh, about June, I went to my family doctor, Dr. Mark Hilger at West Wichita Family Physicians, and uh, he took a look at me and uh, said, I'm going to send you to a neurosurgeon or a neurologist. Uh, the neurologist, Ty Schwartfeger, uh, I went to see him. He set up a time to do a test called an EMG. It's basically testing the uh, electric signals in my muscles. Uh, he did that in August. Uh, that, that test was in August. And at that time, my wife was not with me. Uh, but he did the test, and he said, I think it is. That's, that was my preliminary diagnosis of ALS. He said, I think it is ALS. I always want to get a, a, a second opinion. And so he sent me to Dr. Omar Jadat at the University of Kansas Medical Center up in uh, Kansas City. So uh, we had an appointment with him in, new, in October. And uh, my wife and I uh, went and talked to him. They did some testing. And he said, yeah, I think it's pretty conclusive that you have ALS. Um, you know, that first time when I talked to uh, Dr. Schwartfeger in Wichita, kind of confirmed that it was ALS, uh, pretty emotional. Uh, it was pretty, a pretty big blow. Uh, of course, shared that with my wife, and uh, then it was on to uh, having to tell people uh, also in my family, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, once again, my symptoms were weakness and uh, uh, in my arms and legs, I don't have any problems at this point uh, speaking, at least as far as I know anyway. So uh, since then, since my diagnosis in October, uh, I have uh, been getting two drugs. One of them is Rilazole. Rilazole is a, is a pill form, and it uh, helps. It's supposed to help uh, reduce the progression of the disease. And also I'm on an infused uh, chemical called Radicaba, and that's infused basically 10 days a month. And I get that every other two weeks. So uh, I have a port in my chest, and we, uh, my wife is able to uh, administer the medication. So it's a little more convenient doing it at home. Uh, so I had to, I had the diagnosis, and I had to tell people uh, and telling people is, is kind of a difficult thing. Um, what I had tried to do is tell the people closest to me first, uh, telling my daughters, Sydney and Shay, that was a tough one, and my son-in-law, Brooks. Uh, that was obviously a tough conversation that I didn't quite get through, but my wife, Gretchen, uh, helped fill in the blanks until I could compose myself a little bit. Uh, then I told my mom. My mom uh, was about a week later, and we told her on a visit to Kansas City. She's 92 years old, and uh, she is ever the optimist, uh, you know, reminding me that the drugs are going to work. It's, it's, we're going to be optimistic. And that's been our, uh, that's been our philosophy uh, as we talked about facing this. We're going to face it with optimism, positivity, hopefulness, 
and a sense of humor. Uh, those of you who know me well know that uh, I can have a gallows humor. Uh, so it's being exercised quite a bit these days. And uh, part of that also is to kind of diffuse the situation when I am telling people. Um, for example, I'll, I'll call somebody and I'll tell them that I need to update them on uh, something that's going on with me health-wise. I talk about just what I told you a few minutes ago, January weakness in my arms and legs and and then getting the diagnosis of, of ALS. And I usually tell people I, it's ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is ironic because I was not a great baseball player. So that uh, kind of helps me uh, and, it, and I hope it helps somebody who is being told. Uh, for example, if I tell somebody it's kind of a shock, they don't know what to say because you can't say, well, I hope you get better soon. That's not going to happen. So uh, I try to make them a, as at ease as possible and comfortable with it and try to joke around and say, hey, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's a blow, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I, I also want to tell you about uh, telling people I've tried to tell people in my in my family first then my extended family I have close friends that I've told um, the staff at the business journal knows the staff at our parent company knows American City Business Journals all the way up to the CEO everybody has been so great and so supportive uh, it's been amazing and humbling frankly uh, at how great everybody has been uh, my current abilities at this point um, I have help in the mornings getting ready. Uh, my wife helps me with the shower and getting dressed. And then uh, she brings me to work at this point. I can drive, but uh, it's really all about trying to conserve as much energy as possible. I have trouble uh, walking any more than about 50 feet. And so at that point, I get pretty tired and I'm kind of a fall risk at that point. So as much as possible, uh, she and other people here at the Business Journal uh, will wheel me around in, in that chair that I told you about that my brother had. Um, so uh, again, conserving energy as much as possible. If I, if I do walk, I'm walking with a cane uh, just to make sure I'm, I'm stable and I don't feel like I'm going to fall. Slow go, but, uh, but uh, at least I, I haven't had any falls knock on Formica at this point. Um, so uh, getting help in the morning, getting around, I'm working. Uh, I'm working as much as possible and I will work as long as possible. Um, at this point, my hands, uh, uh, I'm still typing, uh, but uh, my hands do get tired quickly. I still write my radio and TV uh, scripts. I'm on KNSS with Steve and Ted on, on uh, the Stephen Ted show and I do two reports for them uh, actually three reports for KNSS and then I was doing a report every week for cake on Good Morning Kansas um, I'm not doing that in person anymore but I am supplying them with scripts every day so they can do the business journal update uh, so thank you cake for uh, for hanging with me and and being a great partner all these years also Stephen Ted and the folks at KNSS as well uh, caregivers and support, uh, it's been amazing. My wife is my hero, uh, and she has, uh, you know, kept me going, uh, through all of this, whether it's, uh, you know, helping me get dressed, getting me to work, those types of things. 
and also emotionally as well. Um, my daughters have been great. They took me to a lot of the infusions that I have at the I, I have had at uh, Ascension Via Christi in the infusion center. The nurses there very great, very wonderful, uh, great to get to know, um, and uh, the support I've had. Everybody, you know, from extended family to uh, people here in the business community in Wichita and outside the business community, also people in, in other media that uh, who know as well, uh, great support, uh, lots of prayers, and, and I thank you and I thank them so much for, for the uh, support that I've gotten. Uh, also, uh, I came in contact uh, with the ALS Association uh, through KU Med, they contacted me and uh, talked about what was available to me as a, I'm now a PALS, a person with ALS. And so the ALS Association, Kim Harbor there, uh, told me about what uh, the ALS Association could help me with, uh, whether it's support groups or uh, things like how to, how to get in and out of the car easier or things like that, equipment that might be available. Also, uh, money for spending on things that uh, we need to get, get through the day with ALS. The ALS Association has done that. They've been fantastic. There's also an organization uh, back east called Project ALS. It's a nonprofit that is connected to Columbia University of New York. They are having um, clinical trials on a new ALS drug. And the thing you have to remember is, at any time in the United States, there are about 20,000 of us who are patients who have ALS. About 5,000 die each year. Uh, the prognosis for an ALS patient is basically two to five years after they are diagnosed. So uh, there, there are, this has been around for a long time. You figure Lou Gehrig had it, and he was, uh, and that was 1939. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of research done. There hasn't been a lot of medications developed uh, for the treatment of ALS. Well, Project ALS at Columbia University in New York uh, has been a private organization trying to put together a drug that's been in clinical trials now called Procetin. Uh, and they're hoping to open up more clinical trials later on this year. And we're trying to, I and my wife are trying to get me into that a clinical trial program for that new drug. We'll we'll see if we if I qualify for that. You may have seen if you're a friend of mine on Facebook that um, I did a fundraiser for Project ALS. Uh, my goal was to try to raise $500, and thanks to uh, many of you, all my friends, we have raised uh, at least $1,825 at this point. Uh, far exceeding my expectations, and I am so grateful for everybody who uh, decided to give to that, uh, that fund. And all that money is going to Project ALS to help them with the clinical trials and uh, uh, the other work that's being done, the other research that's being done on Procetin. Uh, once again, it's a private, private effort that is trying to bring this drug to the market um, so it's not through a pharmace pharmaceutical company or anything like that. So uh, we wish them luck, and obviously uh, we're trying to uh, be a part of that clinical trial as it comes up. Uh, the future, once again, I plan on working as long as possible. 
um, as long as my body will allow me. Uh, my, uh, my company, uh, publisher John Eck, the rest of the staff at the Wichita Business Journal has been incredible. They have supported me so much uh, and helped me uh, as I try to move to the conference room, for example, for an Emerging Leaders Roundtable. Or we have an outing uh, to go see a movie as a group, and uh, somebody will you know, throw my uh, wheelchair in the back and push me into the movie. Uh, they have been incredible. Uh, they are wonderful. And of course, uh, my wife and my kids have been great, my family. Um, and again, I plan on working as long as possible. Uh, and uh, at some point, it will impact uh, the way I speak. Uh, that's how this disease progresses. Uh, you have the weakness in your arms and legs. It's a gradual paralyzation of your body. Uh, and so it affects, you know, all the major muscles. Uh, so it's at some point I'll be in a wheelchair permanently, and then uh, it will start to uh, impact my speaking and my breathing. And uh, so uh, I plan on doing radio. I plan on doing these podcasts as long as possible. And uh, so you will know, uh, you will know if you're a, one of my podcast listeners, one of my faithful podcast listeners, and if you are uh, listening on the radio, for example, on KNSS, you'll be able to tell when this is uh, impacting my, my voice and my speaking. And so at that point, uh, that's probably when I will uh, take a little bit more uh, time off and be behind the scenes. One of the things uh, I was considering uh, was whether I wanted to be public about this, whether I wanted to, you know, tell the general public about this. Um, I have been in the public uh, light in one way or another because I've been in radio, television, and in, uh, in the print media uh, for 35 years. And so I've kind of lived, to a certain extent, my life in public. Um, but I decided that I would, I would share this uh, so people could understand what's going on, hopefully educate, educate people about ALS and maybe uh, raise some money and, uh, and be able to help in the research because there is so little research and, uh, and uh, actual development of drugs that help. So hopefully we can get that done. Uh, it's been, again, interesting. Some of the people who have helped me out, Doug Adams is an attorney here in Wichita. He's fighting cancer. He and I have, have uh, had a, re a relationship, a friendship off and on for a long time. And now we're, uh, we're helping each other through our different, our different uh, efforts. Uh, Terry Pullman, uh, who died of cancer a few months ago, he's a Sedgwick County judge, and he was uh, great. We, uh, we were able to visit several times before he passed. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who uh, is in Kansas City. We grew up together. There's never a time where I can remember my life that I didn't know him. He was best man at my wedding. I was best man at his. And he has cancer. So we're helping each other through that as well. Jim Maher, my buddy. So once again, uh, trying to... Uh, now work as long as possible to uh, keep on doing the uh, local breaking business news as long as possible. And uh, once again, I, I, one of the reasons I wanted to do this was to uh, maybe educate, educate people a little bit about ALS, talk about my situation to let you know, understand what, what I've been going through. 
and uh, hopefully uh, maybe raise some money down the road as well. Uh, and I will be, once again, working as long as possible. We're treating it with uh, hopefulness, optimism, uh, positivity, and again, a sense of humor as much as possible. Thank you uh, for your support, not only of this podcast, but uh, of me and my family and the folks here at the Business Journal as we continue down this road with ALS. I will keep you posted uh, on, on progress and, and what's going on. And once again, I appreciate the support. We'll be back in a moment to wrap things up. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 144. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. A couple of other names I need to throw out. Brian Hooker and Kevin Doring. Thank you for your support. Clayton Hunter, Warren Smith, Chuck Hines. Now I've started naming people and I'm in trouble because I'm not going to name enough people. I'll leave it at that. Thank you all for your support. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.